We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Instant reaction after the Yankees' rain-shortened dramatic victory on opening night 2020. Just how they drew it up, Scott. I mean, can, What's up? can you get any more on brand for this year at all? My goodness, that thing was... Uh, yeah, you know, it was fun. It was a good game. It was good times. Best shape of his life. Giancarlo Stanton. Let's go. I mean, the six innings were a good game. Yeah, the, those were good six they innings. They were. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, the the um the score looked way worse. Like Scherzer, when he was missing, he got hit. But other yeah. than that, the the balls that didn't hit the bat, he was nasty. Yeah, but like you can't really can't really expect to hit Scherzer. Just like you can't expect to hit Cole. Like that's what happens. Those guys nut up and they're going to strike you out. That's the beauty of it. But it took advantage. Right, they took advantage of the few mistakes that he did make. Stanton in the first inning. Uh, judge, judge later in the game with a RBI double. Tyler Wade, that toolsy boy. Hey there! <laughs> Look at him flying around those bases. This is this is the conversation from first. This is the conversation that we had during the playoffs last year when Cole was pitching against us. Got to take advantage of those mm. opportunities. Got to make sure you're doing <laughs> these things. Having a guy on there like Tyler Wade who can run the bases, I love it. Yeah. So all that was great, and and you know I I said this in the recap video, but. When I saw Cole out there on the mound in a game that counted, for whatever reason, it finally hit me. Like, oh, Garrett Cole's a New York Yankee. Right. And it, it, for whatever reason, spring training, it didn't feel real. 
exhibition summer camp. It didn't feel real. This this felt real that Garrett Cole is now a New York Yankee. He is now our ace. He's no longer the Astros ace. He's no longer the Pirates ace. He is now our ace. He was never the Pirates ace. He is he is <laughs> he, he is now the New York Yankees ace. And I I choose to not remember the team he played for last. The guy is uh he's just a he's just a consummate pro man. You can tell the the way that he works out there. He demands and expects perfection and just excellence, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So He's fun, man. It's just something about that voice. The voice is the only thing. I just, I, I had a really good game and we went over there. It's like, it's so funny. It's just, you don't expect Put him it. in this. As soon as he opens his mouth, the like, soft spoken. Oh. Every single time he opens his mouth, I'm like, damn, I forgot about that. It's such a weird thing. <laughs> um, Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I'm, I was thinking this during the game. I, did you notice both pitchers working really quickly? I noticed the game was going fast until it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Like the six innings were going by fast. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I wonder if this is just how these pitchers, you know, work. Or is it a no fans thing where for whatever reason, no fans, I can work five seconds faster because I don't have to worry about the 50,000 people in the stands. It's not up and down crowd noise. It's just a low hum of the fake crowd noise. It's none of that distraction to worry about. I don't think that's a distraction anyway. Like these guys don't hear that stuff. They tune it out. So no, I don't think it really had anything to do with it. <coughs> Excuse me. I think there's just two guys that get the ball and know what they're doing and um, work quickly and, and don't like to dick around. They just, they get to the mound and they, they get their sign. They get their sign because they're not they're not flipping through signs because the catcher's not yeah. flipping through signs with these guys. Either one of no. them, they know exactly what's about to happen. They put it down, they re- and they go. So, so it was a product of the starting pitchers, not a product of what I was hoping was new no. new twenty twenty baseball, quick moving action. No, it, it fooled you. It was the six thirty five time. It just it fooled you. Why? I mean, I'm looking. I'm watching this Giants Dodgers game, and it's in the fifth inning already. Yeah, Cueto's working quick too. Cueto, Cueto's met, uh, Cueto is actually fun to watch right now. He was doing some wiffle ball stuff, just like, you know, doing that half turn and then stalling on the way up and then and then giving him uh, 93 miles per hour. It's yeah. Pretty fun. I forgot. I haven't seen him pitch in a while. It was, uh, I, I saw, I watched a couple of innings of it. Pretty fun, actually. Yeah. No, so, I mean, all that was great. And, it, like, as far as, like, a what happened on the field, there's nothing to complain about. Um <laughs> other than other than the fact that it was a rain delay, which it's, it's like, of course, of course, there was going to be rain. Of course, there was going to be lightning. Of course, this game was not going to go off. Without it it could have it could have it could have been worse because that rain could have been there at 635 and then we never would have played. Did you see how much water was in those dugouts? I've never yeah. I've never seen that before. Where are the drains in those dugouts? Yeah. What is happening with the dugouts? Why do they just collect water and water stays there? <laughs> You can I mean, do, doesn't you can it, do laps in those doesn't, dugouts. Doesn't the water, even if there are no drains, like go into the clubhouse? How does it stay right. in? I was the amazed by that. I was. I Did was a absolutely toilet amazed by in that. the clubhouse, and there was water coming up. No, also? no, no. This is this is not the Oakland Coliseum. This is a new. I know. Ballpark. Was, the Nationals bar park, ballpark is new. I don't understand how the water could not escape. I don't get it. Drainage, Scott. Drainage. I know, but Poor there drainage. are stairs that go to a clubhouse. Like there is an open area. I, what am I missing here? And that's that's a reason why because of the new rules. Once the game goes five, it's official no matter what. And they they said they're going to call the games 
quicker because they don't want guys lingering around the clubhouse hanging around each other. So I thought they were going to have a quick hook on this game, and they really didn't. It, it they didn't call it for two hours. Yeah, I re- well, I, I think I still think that if they see a, a very clear opportunity to play when the the storms are leaving, then they will wait. It's not like anybody's waiting at the stadium. It's not like they're inconveniencing fans at this point. So you might as well wait. I mean, who, if you well, don't, no, if you don't want to watch book, it and go to sleep because otherwise there no, is no baseball. The rule book states they're not going to do long waits for players and training and all that, that stuff. To what does long wait mean? Well, that's it's it's not. It's there's no actual time. There you which go. Is, what if we had a which very is, patient person that was making right, that no? Call? But it's just it's just crazy that they say that. No, we're going to avoid long waits. Okay. Well, if you don't put a time stamp on it, then really, what is it? It's it's a it's an opportunity to do whatever they want <laughs> based on based on the reports. So. Again, there's no people in the stands, so who cares? You, you could, they could delay the game for as long as they want, because after the sixth inning, it's either going to be uh, a game, uh, a final game concluded. That's it, no more baseball, or there's going to be baseball. So you either go to sleep and watch the same amount of baseball as if it were canceled, or you stay awake and watch more, and you get rewarded for staying awake. There's no real, there's no real downside in waiting unless you're the people there and the and the no, people it's are the- working. Well, it is the people there because we have a situation where Juan Soto this morning test positive for COVID and he's been hanging around his teammates for the past two days, which is when he took the test on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So in theory, a guy could be could have COVID and hanging around a clubhouse longer than he needs to. It's just adding it's just worsening your odds of somebody catching the virus. Yeah. That's all it's doing. I, I'm just talking about us as fans, really, at this point. Well, us as fans, no, they never do anything for fans. Baseball is anti fan. Um, I'm still wondering about the the water in the clubhouse and how they even how the water <laughs> stayed in the dugout. Like, was the where does the, it all the, go? The clubhouse must have been flooded, right? It's almost like they just plugged the drain, like on a sink, like like Kemp, like the Kemp you got into the Washington drain, Nationals. What about my theory? Tell, explain to me the stairs what going if, to the clubhouse. What if the clubhouse stairs are up? There's still a down. There's a down, but maybe it's up. There's not. There has to be a down first. So there was that much water in it that it flooded that area too. That's a lot. It's a, that's a lot of water. It was a flash there, flood. I, I can officially say that there's a drainage problem in the Nationals Park. <laughs> they have a drainage problem. <laughs> Good investigative journalism. Yeah, I mean, Scott. a doctor, field maintenance guy, whatever you want to call me. That's a, that's that's a drainage problem. That is a problem. <laughs> Scott doesn't want to talk about Garrett Cole only giving up one hit. Scott doesn't want to talk about Giancarlo Stanton looking good. Let's, Scott no, doesn't let's want to talk, talk about, about the. Let's talk Scott about doesn't want to talk about the. I'm fact just so that used Brit- to not talking about real baseball. I guess I got into a groove of not doing that, so I have to find other things now. Gian- Giancarlo Stanton looked like an absolute animal. The swing looked beautiful. He definitely does look like the best shape of his life. I was not wrong on that. The yeah, guy all best cut. shape of his life team and. He also looks like he's on a mission to uh, to destroy the world, and I love it. Do you also don't want to talk about the fact that Brett Gardner was hitting fifth behind Giancarlo Stanton because you got to break up those right-handed hitters? Hey, he protected him. That was that's exactly why he did. And look what look what Stanton <laughs> did. Nobody wanted to face Brett. And Tyler Wade got the start because DJ is not ready yet. Boone had mentioned he's going to get into a sim game off Monty at some point over the next few days. Mm-hmm. So he's available off the bench, but I guess not ready to start. He's also off the COVID 10-day list, so that's a good thing. And then just getting his body ready, you know? The, I mean, we call him the machine. He is a machine, but there's still flesh and bones under there, we think, hmm. potentially. Yeah, and... And, and Tyler with, Wade looked great. 
<laughs> he did look great. Walked, he got took on a base. Big walk. That's a good walk against and uh, bunted. Huh? Walked and bunted. Yes, again, exactly. That's all I want him to do. Everybody's <laughs> complaining about his his offense at times. Okay, I don't want him swinging the bat. I want you to get up there and bunt every single time or walk. There's no other option in my opinion. He should be the best bunter in the league. What Seriously, did you think- he should be the best bunter in the league. Like, there's if I'm Tyler Wade, I am working on my bunting, and I'm going to be the best bunter in the absolute in the in the league. It, it's just it makes so much sense. He's so fast. You know, you know the Korean baseball bunting. Yeah, championships. Yeah, yeah. He needs. He to, needs to. Why, he, he needs sh- to go train with them in the offseason. Right. I think I already said this at some point in the nine months we were podcasting with no baseball. I think I said this, yeah. but yes, yeah, I, I blocked agree. those. I blocked those nine. I months did up. that. Um, I was doing it on my hands, like counting <laughs> how many months it's been since the last time. There, yeah, it's nine months. Holy, is it? Is it really? November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Yeah, without real baseball, because I guess you could count spring training. No, I'm counting. March, I'm counting but... last Yankees baseball. Yeah, yeah, long time. Yeah. So, and, and the fact that they had a rain shortened game, I think Cole was at 75 pitches when the game was called. Maybe he they would have pushed him up to 90 pitchers or so. But they saved the bullpen, and there's a bullpen day on Sunday, so they got. I mean, that's good news. I guess this is good news. I mean, we're we're setting this thing now. Actually, things have changed. The 60-game sprint has changed now that they've opened up this playoff. They expanded the playoffs. That's a big deal. The fact that they added more teams to the playoffs, and now there's, um, what, eight teams per per league, right? So that means the first two teams in every division makes it, and then there's two more on top of that. Well, it's the second-place team automatically makes it. That's like a wrinkle to it. Yeah, right, right. So it's the – right. So the first two, so basically the Yankees and Tampa. Are it's in a du- it's a it's a double division race in every division. It's really bizarre how they did. Yeah, it. I I I kind of look as a Yankees fan. I don't like it because I don't care about the other teams. I wanted just like a tight, fun thing, and that this kind of got rid of that. Honestly, I feel like this actually is it would have been good for a regular season of you know, 162, 162 games. But when you're compressing it now into 60 games, like this was playoffs, essentially, we were going to have the last two weeks, three weeks of playoffs anyway, because it was so tight. And now you're adding another, you're actually now taking away from what this could have been. If you had just left it the way it was. You're exactly right. You're now making the 60 games a formality because all of the teams that should be in the playoffs are going to be in the play. More than half of the league is in the playoffs. Yeah. It's a, it's actually dumb. <laughs> oh, shocking. But I mean, like this, the, now is you. Now is the time we do this. Why? Well, they they're using this as an opportunity to just slide stuff into 2020 because they can. They also and want to expand something... beyond the 60 games. That's the other thing. They're getting more people paid. Right. More playoff money. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, there's you're going to hear this later in the episode we recorded projection predictions bold predictions before the season started before the game tonight and i one of my predictions was under the assumption that the top teams in the playoffs would pick their opponent because that was reported by buster only at some point this afternoon i guess that got thrown out the window and now it's just you should based know on better to, to to take any tweet ever from anybody I feel like Buster's a, tr- a trustworthy, nah, a trustworthy source. They're all, they're all, they're all full they're all of it. Garbage. They're all looking for it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a, 
I mean, that would have been, no, that been, a, cool, that a, been a nice little wrinkle. It would have been a nice little wrinkle. And then now you're adding just, you know, more teams that, you know, potentially now we could have someone who didn't deserve the championship get in and 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 get hot, which is in this particular season to me. Yeah, you diminished what we're, we were going to see in the sprint, which would have been a lot more fun, I think, in the last two to three weeks. That's a great point. And people are, are saying they hate it for a number of different reasons, but that is the the best reason to hate it is it's taking away the one positive that we were all taking from 60 games. Yeah. Cause now and, this, and this race between the Yankees it, and just Tampa a setup. is nothing. It, there's no race. There's no Both race. teams are going to make the playoffs. Both teams are going to make the playoffs. And now the Red Sox, now the Red Sox are like, Oh, we might be able to sneak in. Right. And, um, and it just takes away from those games that were going to be like cutthroat. They were going to be, they were going to be playoff games essentially. Now you can mail them in. You can, you can, yeah. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to. You can't mail them in, but you're, you're. It's not live or but die if, anymore like it was. If you go five and five against yeah, Tampa, yeah, yeah, like the Yankees are taking that all day. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it sucks. It's, yeah, I mean, I and, and they're and now they're they're what they're jockeying for position for home field uh, with no fans. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> right, right. So you don't have to get on. Tra- you don't have to get on plane or a train, I guess. Yeah. Ooh. And the and the first round, as long as you're one of the the top half seeds, you play your your first three games at home, which the Yankees are going to be. So there really is no incentive here. You're just de incentivizing the entire thing. And, and you just it's, it's they just so made it the NBA. They just made it the NBA, whereas the the regular season just doesn't count. And they're going to do load management at the end. And now the, we're going to start. We're going to see the. You know, minor leagues, minor leaguers play at the end of the uh, 60 right. games. You're basically going to use the 60 games as a practice for a round robin tournament in yeah, October. Right. You just got to stay above the fold, essentially. Stay above Boston and Toronto, and, it's and cool. you're good. It's, it's cool for teams like, say, the Blue Jays or the Red Sox or the White Sox or the Angels, those teams that were like borderline. The fringe teams. Yes, I agree. Like, this is a potential. This is a season that Mike Trout can make the playoffs. This is that's that's what, but he could have made the playoffs anyway because they have, you know, if Mike Trout hits 390 this year and just goes on a tear and he carries them to the playoffs, they could have done that in 60 I, games. I'm just saying it's a better opportunity for a guy now like it's a Mike better opportunity. Trout and that team to make as the, as a Yankees fan when you're looking at what this it didn't matter this this doesn't affect us in any way. All it does no. is bring well, fringe teams away. No, no, because you said now, it does. No, because now we have to make sure that we take care of business against Toronto and and Boston rather than taking care of uh, taking uh, care of business against the one team that we was really a threat. You know, I was actually really looking forward to those ten Me games too. against Tampa, and they just they just <laughs> screwed it all up. <laughs> like I was gonna be like, oh, these ten games against Tampa, these are going to be 10, 10 October baseball games. Yeah. Nope, nope, not anymore. Just go five and five and don't get injured. Basically, um, I guess the other thing I want to talk about is the uh, the pregame stuff that happened, and it they, you know, Boone had said at some point this afternoon that the Yankees were going to do a demonstration of their own, and and what we learned what that meant is both the Nationals and the Yankees did a demonstration where they held the black ribbon, all players on the roster around the baseball diamond held the ribbon, took a knee while there was a moment of silence. And, you know, I thought it was a, a cool moment, a very effective moment. Yeah. And it seems like something that's going to be happening across baseball because the Giants and the Dodgers did it in their game too. So I'm expecting it in every game tomorrow on Friday as well. Yeah. And 
It seems like you know, it was a it, league wide. It's definitely a league wide co- coordinated effort, unless it was just for the first night, which I doubt. I, I, I would. No, I doubt it's, all no, the teams are doing it too. Yes, it's an opening day thing, and you know, Mookie Betts took a knee, and and other guys other took guys a knee too, too in in the Dodgers Giants game. But Mookie Betts, you know, there was that image of Bellinger holding his shoulder while he was doing it, and the cardboard cutout fans in back of him <laughs> while while this was happening, which is they just, look real you know, in pictures. <laughs> um, and no, no Yankees took a knee during the anthem. No, I don't think any Nationals took a knee during the anthem. But I thought overall it was a, it was a good, it was a good ceremony. Good, I don't want to call it a ceremony. It was a good demonstration. It was a good way to to make a a point for sure, and 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 uh, and raise awareness for for something that's important. So yeah, they. I thought it was. I thought it was well done. And uh, yeah, if that's it, if that's that's what they did, I, I know everybody was. Uh, a lot of people were speculating on what they were going to be doing, and you know, if people were going to be taking a, a knee during the anthem, and it's, they they decided to make it a separate thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, they were going to do something, so I thought they they did it effectively. Do you think that's kind of a cop out? Like no, you know, because they're taking a knee during an anthem is a controversial thing for some people. They can't separate the fact that you're that you know some people think you're disrespecting the country when in reality you're just using this as an opportunity to express just I mean I think general, I think it's, general wrongness in in the world that's going on and it's not about the flag it's about right and wrong. I, I th- but people can't separate that. A lot of people can't. I think that they um, they identify it as an opportunity for uh, for making a stance with a, with a lot of people watching and the it, ha- it has nothing to do with the anthem necessarily because there's now going to be eyeballs focused on a different time right so they yeah. they they did it together did it coordinated and i think made even more of a stance by doing that together because it was a unified um it was a unified you know you know thing that everybody did together so yeah. i actually i actually th- thought they did uh, a good job with it yeah, it's a powerful image. Like when sure. you see all of 60 of those guys kneeling on the field holding the black ribbon, it's a powerful image. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And uh Dr. Fauci threw a flat curveball. My god, that was bad. <laughs> that that one's that one's up there with the uh, uh 50 cent. 50 cent, yeah. I, the 50 cent yeah. one's worse just because there's people there and like it, But he did that on purpose. Sure. And this that, I mean that one was terrible. Really bad. I like you lose credibility in my mind. I, I can't look at you the same after I saw what I saw. You know what Sometimes I'm saying? Like, I, there's someone... something like that. When I see you throw a ball, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. What what it doesn't matter your job, it doesn't matter what yeah. you're doing. If you're throwing a ball and you have a ball in your hand, you're about to throw it. The way that you throw it, I'm judging you hundred percent. Oh, it and I, sometimes I can't it's help it. sometimes it's jarring how unathletic some people are. You don't and also I, he did and uncoordinated. He did not practice throwing a ball. Okay. How do you not practice? How do you not practice? How do you not practice? Just throw the ball like ten times beforehand, man. So I don't. Uh, this is not. I don't want to get political. I really don't. But did you see that the Yankees? It was announced today that, the, that Trump's going to throw out a first pitch at Yankee Stadium. I saw the tweet about it. Yeah. And Mariano was at the stadium at, at um the White House. I, yeah, today. I thought that was a photoshopped image. Honestly, when I first saw it. Well, was it Photoshop? I have no idea. Did I get I have duped? No idea. Oh, because I think Trump was playing catch with Mariano today. Did you just make that up? Uh, did you just no, make I saw pictures. I saw pictures of this. Oh, I have. It could have been Photoshop. I have no I idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't on Twitter much uh, during the day, but that was. Um, yeah, the the first time I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, what? What's happening? 
Why is he standing well, anyway, right there? Like he was about you know, to come in the game. Fauci, bad, bad first pitch. Probably one of the most watched first pitch ever, right? There's This is the first time there's been live sports in a very long time. And this baseball, in fact, was the first sport that came back. We were all back and forth a team thousand sport, times. Team sport. Team sport, correct. Uh, and yes, yeah, so, and it was prime time on a Thursday night. So yeah, I think a lot of people saw that terrible throw. <laughs> a lot of people saw it. It was bad. Well, really. Bad. Well, the Yankees are one and zero on pace for sixty and zero. Stanton's on pace for sixty bombs. Judge Judge is going to hit like six sixty seven. I mean, so. he looked coming out just hit hitting the ball like stroking up against uh, uh, Scherzer. Looked really. Who are you talking good. about? Um, Aaron Judge looked really. Yeah, good coming out. He did have a bad at bat with the bases loaded though, uh, or excuse me, first and third. He had a bad at bat in the fifth inning. Yeah, two for one two. out could have could have driven the ball trying to get a sack fly or something. Yeah, he was two for two before that. Two uh, two lace balls to the left side. I loved it. Um, yeah, looked good, looked confident. And uh, the stand the the one thing I loved about the Stanton the Stanton uh, home run was he was he was expecting that pitch. I mean that was that was all him knowing what happened in the in the. Uh, you know the um the the app app before Scherzer wasn't locating, and he was looking for a pitch that was out over the plate because Scherzer wanted to get ahead of it, and he he saw he found what he he found what he was going for and he smoked it and I love that yeah I love that I love that he was able to, you know if this is Stanton when Stanton's really on he's 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 a guest hitter right he's like he's he's similar to the way A Rod hit in the sense that he's looking in zones. And if you're not there, he's probably not going to swing or he's going to not look great. But if you go into his zone and he's on, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. And that's what happens. So if that's the guy that we get who can, you know, look at what's happening, uh, you know, identify the situation and then, you know, have a, a pretty decent educated guess of what's coming and and pick a couple, you know, pick a zone, be ready for it. If he's able to make contact and, and hit that ball hard uh, on a consistent basis, he's in for a huge season. I'm glad you brought up A-Rod. Did you listen to any of the uh, rain delay coverage uh, of Vaskirchen and A-Rod? I tried, I, I tried not to. I heard a little bit of the beginning of it, um, but I was, so, but, you know, I mean, come on. No, I know. But like at one point they were talking about, they had up the top like five or six World Series odds oh, teams. I saw your tweet about this, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Vaskirchen uh, asked A-Rod for his pick and he picked the Dodgers Yankees and Vaskirchen was giving him a hard time. He's like, oh, those, those are the two top teams. Like, well, who's your sleeper team? And he goes, oh, you know who my sleeper team is? The Astros. The Astros are my sleeper team. They're the third best odds. So he literally just took the top three teams. He doesn't understand what sleeper means. It means off the board surprise team. Like take something a little bit further down. Take the A's. Take take go wild card. We, yeah, we just us. we just expanded to sixteen teams in the playoffs. Could be like, anybody. The up. Orioles. The Orioles could make the playoffs now. For all we know. Yeah, he's like uh, he he's on your side of uh, the bold predictions. You know, he's just. He's just oh, that's he, a great segue. He's, he's he's going for it right there, man. He's that's he's definitely good. the guy who picks all the number one seeds in the bracket, no doubt. Every single <laughs> in the March Madness, yeah. March Madness. Yeah, he's bracket. got every single number one going. No, he'll take he'll take one like number. He'll take like a number nine over a number eight. No, I don't think so. I think he's got number ones in the four, <laughs> final four every single year, every single year, and it's probably the uh, in the finals every year. It's probably uh, Duke and UNC. <laughs> well the the uh that's a oh. good segue into the bold predictions um 
We're going to, yeah, so the rest of this episode, Scott and I go through our four bold predictions because he couldn't come up with five because it's a short, he's slacked. No, it's a shortened season. <laughs> As you'll learn. But why don't you tell people if they want, because sports are back, where they can get on some good old-fashioned betting action. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week. As we know, there's no play, no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. They've been with us throughout the entire pandemic, and they're still with us. We appreciate them. Go check it out uh, for odds, futures, props to bet on, all available 24-7. On the entertainment side, Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team to bring you a brand new segment called The Ice is Right. Floyd talks about all his jewelry and gives you the chance to bet on the cost of his bling to win some great prizes. That sounds Wait, really? That's some, that, really? That's some great content right there. I have not seen this copy yet. Visit, that's amazing. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, here we are. This is the bold prediction segment of the episode. We're like 6.15 before first pitch. We're like the Players Association and Major League Baseball deciding right before the season starts that they want to expand the playoffs. So here we are. We're doing our bold predictions. We want to get it on record. It is 6.09 p.m. on Thursday, July 23rd, before the Yankees have even played one second of regular season baseball. Andrew Andrew may be the most negative person I've ever met in my life, but he's an honest guy because he was very, very hell-bent that we record this before the game, even though whatever happens today is not going to affect anything I say, just so you know. Well, I got so much shit from you and from people last year on my predictions, on our bold predictions, oh, the, and you said I didn't. They were, they were for gazy. They were, they were, they were, they were horseshit. Yeah, you said I didn't take it seriously because predictions are like assholes. Everybody has them, and they're all shitty. Well, mine were. And that's what predictions mine were are. Not, my mine. Hello, mine were not actually. They were. You hit spot one on. because of, I hit more you than hit one. one because of super baseball. I hit two. And you hit over twenty homers. Nine, I hit seventeen and two, and I hit. And I had DJ LeMayhew hitting home runs. I'm a I'm a savant. Mm-hmm. You hit 17 and two, even though I have it on record and have tweeted the video of you saying undefeated. No, the, that is actually factually not true. Do you want me to resurface Please. the video? I will after we record Terrific. this. I can't move my hand because then the microphone's going to make too much well, noise. Maybe I, maybe but you maybe said I knew undefeated. That. <laughs> All right, so this is what we're going to do. You already heard us maybe 10, 15 minutes talking about the first game of the season. Um, we're not going to do an instant instant reaction for every game, but we wanted to do it for the first game. We're both excited for, for first pitch tonight. But our bold predictions. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, let's, you could set the tone. I got mine. Uh, we're doing four of them, just to be clear. We're doing four bold predictions <laughs> because I couldn't think of a fifth one. And it's a shortened season. <laughs> and I'm going to steal your joke right now. You wanted to do 37% of five, yep. which is less than two. and 1.85. There you go. So now we're doing, we're doing yeah. four instead. Which is uh, that's health- what predictions warrant is making a mockery. A healthy so compromise. Here's my first unless one. You're right. Prediction number one: Miguel Andujar will start less than thirty games. Excuse me, twenty games. I said my wrong prediction. <laughs> less than twenty games. We'll start less than twenty games. No position, just period. Yep. Let's start than less than. Does D- start so DH does not. That's a, that would be a okay. start, but he's going to start in the starting lineup fewer than twenty times, which is one third of the right. season. Okay, I mean. I'd say that's pretty close, honestly. Yeah, if like the over-unders, I, I put it right around 20, 19 and a half. And my, my, my reasoning for this is he's not 
the starter on any position. He's behind Geo at at uh, third. He's behind Voigt and Ford at first. He's the sixth outfielder, and he's the second, maybe third DH. So it's like, where is he going to The only get reason starts? he'd be the third DH is if someone needed to get into the lineup. Otherwise, he's clearly the second DH, I'd say. Stanton's the first DH, but I almost feel like they would rather use that day as a floating, right. get Judge a day, half day, get Sanchez a half day, rather than start and do home. That's what I'm talking about. He On yeah. a depth chart, he would be number two, but situationally, right. he would be number three. But here's the, here's the other side of that. If he were to be the number three, uh, or because of that situation, he would probably be playing the field on that day too. That's possible. So theoretically, that's still- two-thirds of the games that he could be in, which I definitely would go over on your prediction. I think yours is low, but... Mine's also the fact that I think I think Gio's going to have... Even if he's like a slightly above league average offensive player, he's a far and away better defensive player. So I think they'd rather have that in the lineup. I just find it difficult to see where they're going to squeeze him into the field because of his poor defense. I think that if his bat gets, gets going... Um, immediately, and he he starts off hot. And then we're gonna obviously see him stay in the lineup in sub capacity, and and that's just gonna how the, I mean everything everything is about his bat, <laughs> like defense. That's just getting him in the lineup on a given day, essentially. Like whether it's at third base, first base, left field, wherever they put him, it's basically just to get the bat in the lineup. So if he's if he's hot, if he starts off hot, that's gonna be a big a big thing for him. If he starts off slow, it's he's gonna have struggles to get in they're going to use him as in in like big spots pinch hitting and uh and right. and dhing when stanton's not dhing so um yeah he will definitely struggle to get in the lineup or and in the game period if he does not get off to a hot start i think all right that's it what's your number all one? right my number one in no order either just really in the way that i put them down on paper number one aaron yep. judge that's called the list yep. aaron judge will hit 20 home runs Whoa. On pace for 60 plus, no, 60 ish, close to 60. Do 37% math. is less than 30, is more than 33%. So, yeah, 20 home runs on the season. Aaron Judge, that means we are giving away 20 t shirts in the regular season because he has been voted as the t shirt time player of the uh, of the year, which. Which is fitting. I, I look. It's a shortened season, so I was like, we got to put some of the big bats in there. There's no doubt. We got to get some. This is the time to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> this is the time. Even though Glaber went nuts, and when we put A Rod in years ago, he went nuts for the last time of his life. That was just like a slap in my face as as he went yep. out out of the game. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna hit a whole bunch of home One runs. Last parting gift. Yeah, to you. yeah. Here you go. T-shirts. That would be huge. That would I I feel like 20 would definitely lead the league in homers. That that's a shit ton of homers for 60 games. Also because I don't think he's going to play in 60 games. So you're talking about like 54 games or something like that. That that's, that's part of that's part of, of my runs. prediction then. I think just because it's it's a tie to this, right? It's that if if he's going to hit 20 home runs, that means he's going to be in the lineup. That means he's going to be on the field. So I do think uh, that's that's kind of where I'm going. Like I think Judge has a lot to prove with the fact that he can stay healthy throughout the season, and I think he knows that. Granted, you can't control how you feel if something weird happens, obviously. Um, but I think I, I don't know. I'm feeling good about that. So that would definitely need him to be in the lineup. If he misses any time, that that prediction is completely yeah. gone. One one week with a that rib gone. injury is bothering him or something like that. One week missed, and then you're not going to get yeah. that. So yeah. And then, but it, you have a chance if you got another Super Bowl. Then Super Bowl, then maybe. this is baseball. We're not talking about football. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Juice oh, Baseball. Okay. Yeah, maybe. 
All right. Number two prediction for me is Mike Talkman will start more games than Brett Gardner. Okay. That's wrong. <laughs> it's a prediction. It is a prediction. You're right. Um, we, I mean, do you have a number in your mind? You must. More. But but you, must, mean, have a, you must have a number in your mind. No, because I it's, think they're basically going to be platooning the two of those guys. And so whatever the number is, 31 games and Gardner starts 29. But what I'm saying is Mike Talkman is going to take over essentially the starting the uh, the third outfielder job from Brett Gardner. And the reason I think this is because I, I think his 28 home runs last year were 100% a product of the juice baseball. And otherwise, he just was not a very good player. He hit home runs, so his overall numbers looked pretty decent. But he had a, a pretty low on-base percentage. He had a low batting average. He played good defense, but he always plays good defense. But guess what? Mike Talkman plays better defense. He also stayed on the field. He also stayed career. on the field the entire season, which is something. Yep. And and also That's, did not really have that second half dip that he is has been uh, prone to have. You know, because he stays on the field, because he plays so hard. We've seen, I think, some of the the wear and tear get get to him uh, towards the end of the season, and we see like significant dips in offense. I don't think we saw that as his, much. It was, he was relatively well, for, more consistent. Well, but it was a weird offensive year for him because he he was a home run hitter last year. He had 28 Everybody home runs. was a home run hitter last year. Right. But he had a 325 on base percentage. That's not that right. good. Yeah. But in, in passing his career, he's been a productive offensive player because he's had like a 350 on base percentage. Sees a lot of pitches, walks a lot. Can steal bases. That's what happens when you try so that, to hit the home run, man. You strike out a little more of, too. That kind of that kind of hitter. So, I think that his home runs are going to come back down to earth, and I don't see his all of a sudden his other numbers increasing at this stage in his career. And I think we saw a little bit of of what Mike Talkman can be. I'm buying into One that. Month. Maybe I'm buying the hype on Talkman. Yep. And and he can play. I think also he he's a probably they rather have Talkman in center behind Hicks than Gardner at this point it's from a from a durability and health standpoint yeah. but well so that's where my that's where uh, my prediction is uh is based in let me ask you a very random question but also um based on Brett Gardner if you could think of one Bre- the first Brett Gardner home run that comes to your mind right now what is it right the right first now first Brett Gardner home run say it like literally any, none. any of them uh, Minnesota Twins 2017 wildcard game. Okay. The the Wrigley Why? Field home run is the one that always comes to my mind for some reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a huge that's the home first run one too. That, that's but, the first one that always pops in my mind. I was thinking that as soon as you I mean, said it, his name. See, I wasn't because he's not a home run hitter. I don't think, I don't think. I think Brett Gardner, I runs think when runs. I think of Brett Gardner. When I think of Brett Gardner, I think of weird shaped bald heads. Some Some would think of banging a bat against a dugout roof. Did you see the Yankees put out a like a kind of a hype video today, like the Yankees did from their Twitter account, and they had like a little bit of a like a, a very short highlight from each player, and they had a highlight from Brett Gardner that had to have been from 2010 because he had hair. <laughs> it's like, what are you choosing this? The best for? pictures you could have picked. The best pictures of Brett Gardner are the ones where he's standing in front of like a jet. I mean, the the old yeah, the pictures. Yeah. That I've put them up on social before. They're they're so random. They're awesome. He's in like a suit. Standing in front of like a literally a jet because Brett the jet, um, full head of hair, just looks com- you know I think he's probably just out of college at that point or, or damn yeah. close to it. Pretty funny. It's like you could have picked like you said you could have picked the Wrigley Field home Huge run. Huge home run. I mean the, that was the like wild card home one run. of the biggest nut up home runs I've I've seen in a while. You know what I think when I think of Brett Gardner at bats I think of the the game five Cleveland. Awesome 
off of um, who was their closer? I'm drawing a blank. Allen, yeah, Cody, Cody Allen. Allen. Yeah, he had like a nine pitch at bat off Cody Allen to give the Yankees some insurance. That was massive. Yeah. But I don't think random 2010 highlight when the dude has some hair buds. All right, here we go. Bold prediction number two on my end. The New York Yankees will go 10 and 0 against the Baltimore Orioles. And <laughs> and the New York Yankees will go 3 and 0 against the Florida Marlins, which makes them 13 and 0 against the dog shit teams of the 60 game sprint. <laughs> Classic. I mean, you had to make that prediction, and at least you are owning up. Like I, we're gonna clip this. I mean, and when they go zero nine and losses, one against the Orioles, zero losses. When they go nine and one against the Orioles, and you say, "No, no, that's what I really said. I meant nine and one." I said it no. would be a disappointment. I said it would be a disappointment if they if they lost any games last year. That's what I said. Any game. So thirteen. You tried to bully me into uh, saying zero. I said two. I had it written down. I have proven that. Anyway, this year, ten and zero Orioles because. Every single day we're better, like by a lot, by by so much. We're better by so much that the AL East preview you did with the Orioles guy, you're like, dude, I got nothing to say to you. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. actually want to talk to you, but you're in the division, no. so we're talking. Not that I didn't want to talk to him. Actually, Connor. Nice is, guy. Not, not, been, nothing against. Nice nothing guy. Against talked Connor. to him twice. And like we we were in the first time we did the preview talking about some old school Yankees Orioles stuff. Like I had more fun talking to him about that. But after ten minutes of talking to him about this year's team, I'm just like, dude, I'm out of questions. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like none of this actually matters. <laughs> so the only thing that might foil your plan here is that the Yankees finish with the Marlins, and if they already have something locked up, they might just punt the last game. Right yeah, now. that's true. Even on a punt day, our depth is so much better than both of those teams. They should win. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, if they if they do not go undefeated against those teams, something it would wrong. be a disappointment. My third prediction is that Michael King will be the Yankees' Swiss Army knife of pitchers this year, and I think he's going to have about a three point seven five ERA on the season. And I think he's going to get significant time starting, opening, being the second guy in an opener, bullpen day, whatever the frick you want to call it. He's going to be the Swiss Army knife. Okay, I mean, all right. This is this is a this is kind of a mail it in prediction, if I'm being. How honest. is that a mail it in? You're prediction? predicting that he's going to be a Swiss Army knife. I don't even know what that is. I said three point seven. Okay, so ERA. you were specific with the ERA, which is which is like a in the '90s, like a decent pitcher's ERA. Like today, it's that's pretty good actually in a juice ball era. But for a reliever, he's a ground ball pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. That's great for fly ball. Fantastic. Era. Keep the ball on the yes. ground. I think he can. He's going to have a lot of success, and I think he's. I don't know if he's going to start or open in the, in the third game of the season. Boone hasn't exactly said it yet, but he clearly did enough to impress them and make the opening day roster. And I think he's going to like last year. You had a prediction about Luis Sessa, yeah. kind of a similar prediction. I think Michael King's, King's going to supplant Sessa Ooh, as that role. That's bold. So here's the other thing: what percentage of this prediction can, uh, is has to do with you actually being in Rhode Island? Him from Rhode Island, you guys have that little that little bond. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. I texted him when I saw that he made the opening day roster. And I said, congrats, and he answered me saying thanks. So <laughs> yeah, like, who, a lot of it has like, to who, do with the fact he's that... He's like, who is this? <laughs> a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's nice, and I like him. So well, yeah. there you go. All right, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> All right, my number three prediction. Mike Ford is going to steal the first base job from Luke Voigt. Wow. That's kind of like my prediction with Gardner and Talkman. Yeah. It's this one's pretty more. This one's more defined. Yours is a little bit. Yours is based on uh, starts. 
What is yours? Well, you're, because they, I mean, Talkman can play all three outfield spots, so that's why. Mine is purely. But they can also one, start at the same time, right? But mine is exactly. So they're not head-to-head competition. Is my point. Luke Voigt and Mike Ford. It's either one or the other. No, but it's also kind of one or the other as a starter, unless injuries for Gardner and Talkman, because Judge obviously isn't going. This anywhere, isn't about you. And this Hicks isn't, isn't about going you. anywhere. This is not about you. This okay. is about me. So. Lay out why you think Mike Ford is going to take over the first base. Because job. I think that Mike Ford is is one of those is going to be one of those guys as we look back as an as a uh, similar actually to how we look at Luke Voigt. He's a he's a guy who's peaking later in his career. He's got the the um, the left handed bat that they've been dying for, uh, and I just think that I think I think that he's going to become a better player. I think he's hitting a, a level of confidence and 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 just you know, um, comfort level and, and just flat out the talent is starting to show with, with Mike Ford. And I, I just think that if, if things were even on the Yankee side, going into a season, both guys were doing the same thing. They would pick the lefty. I agree with that because you see in the lineup tonight, Gardner's batting fifth and there's no way in hell that he should be batting ahead of Gary Sanchez in a lineup, but he is because of that left-handed batter thing. And if you put Mike Ford in there, who actually had a really good, you know, short sample size last year, has legitimate power. I don't think Juice Ball is the reason why he hit the home runs that he did last year. Look at him. He's beef. We said no, we said the he's, thick. He's, Remember we had this debate too if he was fat thick. or thick. Yes. He's T H I C C thick. I agree from that standpoint. Yeah, they, uh, the, you know, they're kind of similar offensive. They're very similar players. profiles, except left-handed, and that does and they're they're play a huge factor. Close defensively as well, honestly. But how many times are we going to be fooled by a left-handed first? Well, see, this here's the dif- here's the difference. There's no hype here. There's no hype here at all. Mike Ford is a workman. He's a jersey. Like went. I mean, he went to Princeton. That's a little bougie, but. He, yeah, I was he say, he's he's a uh, he's a guy that had zero hype. Same with Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt has they're both kind of like the workman type guys, right? So I don't want it's it's unfortunate because I think both of them are the kind of guy you want to get behind. But I, I just I see Ford going on another level, whereas I feel like we've already seen the best of Voigt. I mean, a separator just a gut, might just be like a, f- a gut thing for me. Is that a fat joke? No. A separator for them might be whoever takes the next step defensively. Yeah, I just don't think either one of them can take that big of a step to make a difference, honestly, but between the two. Yeah, maybe not. They're both pretty bad. I, I, I'd say Ford's less bad. His footwork is better. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen enough uh, sample out of him at first base, but the fact, but I mean, the that fact would, that he's a, I, I like the fact Ford. that he's a lefty first baseman also helps. Huge. Him. I mean, huge. Yeah. It's huge. So I think the um, literally because he is a left-handed hitter. But do you know the answer to this? Does he throw left-handed? Um, I should know it, but I don't. <laughs> the The thing is, is that when they see a lefty over a righty, there's just that inclination to go to it. Even if the even if the numbers don't even tell you anything. Well, the numbers do tell you. What do you mean the numbers do tell you something? No, I mean between he throws right. But uh, yeah, that blew my argument there. But I mean between the um, the numbers between. <laughs> I thought he did. I wasn't positive, <laughs> so I was, I was like, I think I got. Well, you saved us a couple of emails, so that's fine. The uh, but the fact that what I what I said about the numbers, meaning the the righty to lefty splits in a lineup, don't yep. add up to what everybody believes they are. That's what I mean. 
Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by that because um, that's a good one, right? Admit it. You kind of like yeah. that one. I could tell you, I could tell you kind of perked up on that, on that one. And, uh, and you liked it. I mean, it's similar to my Talkman Gardner thing, which really you shit not. all over. See, I don't shit on your predictions. I didn't shit on your That's I the thing. I entertain your predictions. You just immediately call me a moron. No, I called you a moron for your Swiss Army knife one. I didn't say anything about the other one. That's you just being self-conscious. Your negativity yeah, is four, bleeding into your own brain. My fourth <laughs> prediction, and I wrote this before it was officially agreed that the expanded playoffs were going to be a thing this year, but they are, which means eight teams per league. We'll break this down in a later episode, probably Monday's episode, but there's a lot of funkiness with this. But w- part of this is that the three top division winners get to pick their first round opponent. Oh, man. Okay? Yeah. So I think the Yankees are going to win their division, meaning they're going to be able to pick their opponent. They're going to pick the And I think the Twins... The Twins, who are essentially the 2006 Yankees, all offense, no pitching, are going to take a step back this year, not win the Central, but still make the playoffs. And the Yankees will pick the Twins as their first round. I don't want the Yankees to pick the Twins because that's we've destroyed the Twins, owned the Twins, any word you can possibly have. Never lost to the Twins. But we've also never chosen the Twins because of that. And when you do that, there's a level of like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the way that feels, but. Well, they're going to have to choose. So how do you avoid this? You can always play that card. But the, the Twins the, one the is so glaringly obvious, that card. It is, I agree. But the only way to avoid this scenario for any team going forward is say the Yankees get the best record in the league and they get first pick. The only way to avoid that is to pick the worst record in the playoffs. You know what I yeah, mean? That's true. Otherwise, the team can say, oh, they think they could beat us. They don't think we're anything. We're going to show them. That's going to be the card. And in fact, that team is still going to do that, even if they're the worst record. Right. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there'll always, there'll be, there will be bulletin board material, though, no matter what. If you're chosen, <laughs> you're now like, oh, okay, you chose me. You want this? This, you don't think, you don't think we're good? Do right. I, yeah. Do I, do I amuse you? Like, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things with that. That's a good one. I like that. There you go. Thank You're you. You're welcome. All right. My fourth and last prediction. My fourth, my fourth and last prediction feels in- incomplete is, uh, <laughs> I guess that's kind of the motive, mo- motif of the season, yeah, right? Feels incomplete. 1.85 would have been better, but fine. I actually don't love this prediction. I, I, I don't like the way it feels because the numbers are so low because of the 37%, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway. J-Hat um, is, has a resurgence. And win six games. Six games. Six games feels so like, a, like, like a like a I really want like a seventeen. I really want like to a say sixteen seventeen game. I winner. wanted to say seven games, and I should. I'm going to say seven games. So this will be that's a twenty game. I know winner. that's a bold prediction. Six games didn't feel good to me. I felt like I was copping out, honestly. So I am going to go seven games. Let the record state: seven games, not six. I predict. Well, I know that, that seven, seven games. games. Well, I know seven games. About seven games is the equivalent of a 20 game winner. It's also not because how many times have we seen guys have a good two months and win seven? I just told you that before we recorded Aaron small is the first thing that comes to mind when I think that 10 and oh, yes, 10 and oh, but so that's, that's why I, that's why the prediction feels like I feel like I have to go with a higher number. So I'm going to get, so uh, maybe you need to extend this prediction and predict what is his fate for next year with the Yankees. Um, I mean, I'll comment on that because I don't think he's going to get a. If he's seven and if he wins seven games this year, and the Yankees do well and he does well in the playoffs, that's going to change things. So it depends on more than just what I said. But 
I don't know. We don't know when the arbitration and the and all that kind of stuff, the agreement has to be in place. It might be before the end of the season. So I, I don't. And and uh, I I also yeah, that's true. And I also don't know what next year's market could look like for guys like him because now when you look at the market, it's it's high. So he's able to to get that you know that high that, that contract in the high teens, right? I think next year is going to be different. I think they're going to definitely the players are going to feel what happened this whole year in the in their wallets on on uh, on on deals like this. I, I, they're not going to get the seventeen million dollar deal that he was going to yeah. get. Like so, I think that if this thing goes to an arbiter, because I, I don't think they're going to agree nicely. Like I don't think Randy Lean's going to like yeah seventeen million dollars. Here you go, Jay. You would have you would have definitely hit in the hundred and sixty five innings. Like yeah, let's go. I'm going to give it to you. This is what we were. Gonna do anyway. Well, I'm gonna give you the money. No, he's not gonna do that. He's gonna offer him nine million dollars, and Jay Huff's gonna look at that and be like, "Shit, I'm 37 years old, 38 years old at this point. I had a good year. Who knows if people think I can rep- replicate it? My best bet is probably to um, go to an arbiter with the Yankees and compromise, and he will land at like 12 million, and that's where I think it'll be around that. But but he will be back. I think if they can get to around. 10 to 12 million and he agrees to it, then yes, I think that's what they will offer him. It depends on if he uh, accepts that. I am assuming, um, this is a total guess speculation, that if they don't come to an agreement, there's some sort of buyout involved. And I don't think- Why would there be a buyout if there's there's an option based on performance? All of that is gone. There should be none of that. For him, but it's not gone for everyone. But for him is what I'm saying. We're talking about him, are we not? You know, I know that, but so- Why would there be a buyout? because if they can't come to an agreement, he's free to I guess sign somewhere has else. to. No, actually, then it goes to an arbiter, and the arbiter decides what his salary is on the Yankees next year. The arbiter, so it's like he has to come to the he. No matter what, he's back with the Yankees. Well, you're so what you're saying is the arbiter when if it comes to an arbiter, which I I'm not sure you're right on this actually. They have to I mean, accept. That's what it. Rosenthal reported. They have to accept what that guy says, or or what. Well, it, arbitration is normally the team controls him, and in this case, it's a gray area. I have no. This clue. is not arbitra- This is not the arbitration process. This is just a guy who's be- being a. I a, know that go between. So I guess he could turn it down right. and then hit free yes, agency. That's, that's what I think would happen in a free market in this in this country. I would assume that would happen based on the original contract terms and those being thrown out. I'm glad we talked that. Through. Yeah, that felt good. All right, that's it. That's those are the predictions. Those are the four bold predictions for this season. It's six thirty-five. Games coming up. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go get Kemp hyped up. I gotta go do a video so that people see him hyped up. I'm gonna I'm gonna use him as a prop. And then we're gonna watch some Yankees baseball. Look, I'm very excited. If you can't tell, this entire- the game's already happened at this but, point. But it doesn't podcast. matter. The tone of our. I feel like we've we have baseball to talk about, like real things that are happening. And that's that's freaking awesome. So yeah, people are gonna hear after uh, after what we feel after this game. But as of uh, 25 minutes before the game, I'm psyched. <laughs> psyched. So as far as as far and I'm gonna as need next... you to limit your negativity and what's already happened before this. Ah, oh, fuck off! No way. Uh, as far as our schedule over the next you know whatever week goes, we're gonna be doing those preview podcasts for all of the teams. 
Um, no, no Nationals preview, as you may have guessed at this point, since they are already playing the Nationals. But there's a Phillies. I talked uh, to a Phillies guy that'll be out soon. And then regular Monday and Thursday episodes going forward. Submit all your mailbag questions. Light up the voicemail line again. Let's bring that back from the dead. 646-480-0342. No, 0342. I'm right. Lou Gehrig, Mariano Rivera. Babe Ruth, Mariano Rivera. Babe Ruth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just shaking off the rust. Look, man, it's been since what? When was the... uh, When was the... Uh, October... October. What like was the day? The last, the last episode we recorded like was outside Yankee Stadium. No, that wasn't the one. No, that, it was. Uh, they were. They were. They, in they were playing in Houston. So it was. Um, was that the one that I spilled milk all over my keyboard? That was the year before. <laughs> that was the year they lost. To I the have Red Sox. my memory is so jacked up from freaking Corona, and I haven't even had the virus. The weirdest thing is that you were drinking milk at like one o'clock. I was having morning. cookies. I had to have milk. <laughs> child all right we'll talk to you guys next week hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show make sure you find us on itunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone if you do like the show we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in itunes it really helps us out and allows us to create more shows we're on twitter at bronx pinstripes and the same on facebook you can always find us there talking yankee baseball Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.